You're listening to I Feel For You, and this is episode 74. I'm Dion, a writer, installation and VR artist, yoga, somatic movement and embodiment facilitator, DJ, amongst other things. In short, I create events and experiences for the community to feel more space, more at home in their bodies and more free using modalities like art, sound, VR, ecology, writing and feelings. I spent so long wondering what I could possibly say to you as I've been putting off sharing this podcast with you for so long. The reason? Well, some life stuff, but really, truly, I think I was scared of sharing it. I've been scared of making any public moves lately. A lot behind the curtains, camera off, hidden places, in that process of processing, needing time to figure out what I wanted to say, then getting so tied up in worrying and waiting to say the thing and suddenly weeks go by. If you're in my Patreon gang, you'll probably have a gist of what's been going on because I've been sharing there, but nowhere else. But I'll level with you. I recorded this podcast in one take as a stream of consciousness conversation in my head with you. Does that sound weird? I was going to post it as it was then, deferred, default mode took over, help, Wanted an intro, wanted it to be neater, perfect, which is impossible, right? I wanted to hide, but knew and know I have to be seen. We all do. And of course, that doesn't mean we have to scream or shout for attention. Rather, that we will be seen, whether we realise it or not. Whether we're shy or not. Whether we hold back or not. Is this making any sense? I wanted to explain over-explain. I'm kind of doing that, but hopefully with purpose to demonstrate the process. Dear listener, if this resonates with you right now, I hope it comes with all the love and encouragement you can imagine. I want us all to be free in all ways, always. Trust what you know and feel to be true. Okay, that was Ethel reading the cards for us. Speaking of which, shall we draw a little card? Ethel? She doesn't appreciate being summoned like that. Let me give us a shuffle. All right, so we're going with the Old Faithfuls, Jericho Mandibur's Neo Tarot. Uh, If you've probably heard me talk about this pack for a really long time, if you're not sure what I'm talking about, I'll link you in the description box. Shout out to Jericho. Thank you for your work always. Okay, we have holding it up to my phone because I'm recording this so you can see. Four of Wands. Mm. Um, P.S. I really love the artwork on these cards. All right, let me give you words direct from Jericho's script. How interesting. Four of Wands. So the meaning here is that work-life balance may be a myth, but this card says we can come close. Stability and comfort, the feeling you get after returning home from a big, challenging journey, is the prize that awaits you following a milestone. Are you celebrating your achievements, however small? Are you? (laughs) How might you take a little rest and refuge from everyday life and say, I'm so proud of myself? People want to support you. Let others celebrate you and lift you up, and you them the sound of me slapping close the book in 
confirmation and resonance of that message for this particular episode because my friends we're going in we're going in today and so with that I'm back in a mode absorption but emerging my spring buds were early this year so submerged themselves for a while these months whilst processing and now they're blooming a little later I hope this makes some sense if not that's a-okay so let me add a disclaimer a different kind of disclaimer things you should know about this episode is this a disclaimer number one Hamish is my sheep Some of you might already know this, but um, I hope this gives you some context for a later topic that we get into in this podcast. And this episode was recorded on the 6th of May, 2021. I was mid-teacher training in a park with nature, yes. And you can think of it as a croissant with many layers of ever-connected topics, including things like juggling our focus, projects, training, work, studies, the never-ending to-do lists, attention and immersion, needing to work, that feeling of the incessant hounding of guilt and pressure of needing to be doing hello, um, familiar topic here on this podcast, Um, allowing space for dreaming, um, some behind-the-scenes training chronicles. So if you're interested in some tea, is it tea? I don't know why I said that like it just you know some stuff where I'm going in about continuing education and conflict and accessibility and um, exploring languages tensions we explore how do we live in a system of capitalism and challenge how dominant culture leans towards ranking and binary thinking consumption show and tell and systematic ranking of people with no seasoning and ideas on how we get free I'm sorry was that shady no it's just real talk it's real talk no shade all love also I'm talking about what's next in terms of community classes and uh, a spicy take on my experience in yoga land and how I feel about being in a room with a lot of yoga teachers and lots of other feelings (laughs) should I put this podcast out yes I should I'm talking about healing from tokenization, um, defying systems, getting free as you can, um, exploring being versus doing, feeling the need to constantly produce and the tensions that come up for so many of us with shame and resisting shame when you feel like working all the time, right? We're also exploring a list of things I'm doing to counter this overwhelming need and urge to work. I'll also be sharing why I became a yoga teacher and exploring ideas about being where you're not supposed to be and being seen as other and on the edges of mainstream and how I reframe it um, and why I chose to be independent. I'm talking about burnout in activism and why we can't wait for freedom. There's a lot of explorations around tension and time off versus guilt and pressure to work, a big one. And as ever, utterings around why we need a dreamscape and ease and space to unfurl and process, recover, rest, be and undo. And why so much of my work has been about rest for the last 11 years. So every day you're working progress. So I hope that you'll find this list accessible, full of tools and ideas that you can apply to real life and not pretend. So I hope that it will be interesting and maybe um offer some space for choose rethinking I'm always interested in how we can rethink the way that we do things and not feel confined or stuck 
so yeah there'll be an update some chews behind the scenes what's going on and hopefully it will be interesting if not just a spicy meatball and so last but most stupendously thank you so much to my patreon fam for your support in making these podcasts your support enables me to keep making free things for the people as well as have our own private container for meetups and events and vibes in our tender meadow portal so thank you thank you and so with my curtsy low and flamboyant let's get into the show thanks for listening oh hello oh bumblebee yeah <laughs> It's just like, get on with it. Okay. 6th of May, I think, 2021. Standing in a graveyard. <laughs> Talking about death, actually. A lot of really dark swirls that I had this morning related to capital punishment and inhumane practices that I can't get my head around. Yeah. Um, It's a dog with a very big stick. Impressive. Someone doing some outside DIY, a familiar activity. in this affluent town in some pockets so I'll spare you the swirls on execution death row the systems the individuals and the systems that uphold that cycle and the way that we link poverty and oppression and the detachment often in compartmentalizing that oh we expect terrible things to happen to poor people where they live but not where we live not in a not in an affluent suburb and how interesting it is how telling it is anyway I said I wasn't gonna go there but I just wanted to touch on where am I at today and so as the drilling continues. (laughs) Thinking about how I'm mid-teach training program. Here we are again. (laughs) And um, that's the big dog's dad. Do we call dog parents? Do we call like people who have dogs dog parents? I do feel a bit weird about it. I feel a bit weird about people who say like, you know, I have a baby dog or like, you know what I mean? Like come to mummy and it's, I don't know, but maybe it's okay. I don't know. Maybe I'd do, I don't know. Would I do that? Thinking about Hamish now and Hamish was more like my sibling, you know? So maybe it's not so weird. (laughs) Maybe it is. Don't really want to get into like the politics of animal human relations. Um, think we should keep it moving and yeah talking about studying working working studying for work which is what I'm doing but also 
with the feeling that there's a million and one that's an exaggeration but there's a lot of things calling for my attention they're not really but in my head they are well they kind of are because they exist projects and parts of what I do that I haven't given full attention to whilst being immersed in this learning and the intensity of these zoom situations and online programming because you know it's 2021 and that's that's just how we do um and i was just admitting confessing but also generally sharing the everyday feeling of needing to work needing to um maybe i should fill you in a little bit Shettle suggested we have some space for dreaming this week, which thrills me, thrills me, absolutely. Um, Following a really intense period of making things, running an online program, hello, um, and making and building this kind of whole, I don't know what you call it, like a multimedia zine thing, this interactive space for people to explore making practices and um, sharing ideas and uh, making like mini audiobooks and then doing live classes and it's lovely to be able to share these things and I really enjoy it and it's been a sweet journey through the chakras and of course during that time there was the uh, still ongoing eruption of La Soufria in St Vincent which is my homeland one of them but my I guess my home heartland um, a place I lived and went to schools and had Hamish (laughs) not quite not literally but you know Hamish and I that was our stomping ground you know um and yeah I mean I don't even know I don't even know if I can talk about this without getting too emotional about it but yeah this active volcano been expecting this for some time the last eruption was 1979 actually a few months before I was born which is kind of feels symbolic somehow (laughs) and I remember like when I was living on the island the mainland in country kind of very well really uh yeah like my my grandfather he's from like the red zone and so um we lived in the country a little bit further south than that and um which is like a high risk area and so yeah it's really hard it's been really hard to every day see such suffering and pain um and but i mean i i I don't want to say just that because it's also been like incredibly inspiring and emotional in other ways to see how resilient people are I'm, I'm kind of reluctant to constantly sort of cheer on resilience in such shockingly horrendously challenging circumstances because I don't want us to have to just be resilient I want us to flip and thrive you know and to be free and just have 
joy, joyful experiences and celebrate and feel rapturous you know like that's what I want for us I don't want us to have to wear the armor and just to cope to to survive and graft because there's more to life right so yeah Vincy Vincy strong but I also wish we didn't have to be strong a lot of people who are of the diaspora the Caribbean diaspora but also like Vinci people all around the world it's, it's just incredible to see how people support each other like community in ways that I don't really I don't really get to touch much in general British, British society I don't think that's I mean, it's okay to say, right? That's just my experience in the world. I don't feel like as I move around this place where I live that I'm genuinely kind of cared for, that someone is looking out for me or they've got my back. Um, you know, and, and I mean in situations when there's been like... Yeah, stuff that's happened to me. I, I don't really get that sense of like... Care. Um which feels unfortunate maybe I'm just in the wrong place perhaps um but wow the strangers I've met that are like family you know that you instantly want to I don't know like uh support feels I don't know maybe not the right word but it's a different feeling and you know me I ain't nationalistic right I'm not really into this sense of colonial nationalism this sort of insecure identity politics that relegates you to a flag and a this is how we do things because this is the way that it's always been done when it's all based on myth you know what I mean I'm interested in a kind of shared connection and and I do believe that there is a uh, that does have to do actually with a like topography or like a sense of place. I do believe in that feeling of like a rootedness or a connection with land. I don't necessarily think that you need to be born into that land though. Um, but I do believe in a kind of bloodline or this. You know, I spoke about this in um, a couple of my live yoga sessions over the last couple of months um the navel string this idea of like it's kind of i was going to say folklore but that almost i don't know if that sounds like i'm relegating this to something a bit like mythical or kind of it's not solid but um at least growing up and um then becoming an adult or meeting other people particularly from islands near vinci and beyond this um conversation about navel string this biological kind of but spiritual rather connection i mean it's multifaceted right but this 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 like portal to something bigger than you it's your connection to your ancestors that it's it's your connection to this spirit of and i was going to say survival again but it's more than that it's like it's love and it's it's like uh, I want to say nourishment and I think that is what I mean because if we do think of like 
a navel string and like the what it represents one of those things could be a sense of like being nourished from one thing to another right um, there's many other ways that you can use um symbolism to describe that not just a navel string not just this kind of you know biological or heteronormative idea of birth so without going too far down that road i want to bring it back to vincy because this sort of this happened um i guess two and a half weeks before the end of this program and like before i was doing another virtual day retreat they've been amazing by the way thank you everyone who's participated who joined who shared it's such an honor the birds are cheering for you <laughs> there's a there's a really lovely dog right now in my view just kind of grazing and there's another dog this is great the dogs are out who let the dogs out i'm not going to do it but we're celebrating the dogs are meeting each other there's a lot of wagging of tails there's a lot of chirpy birds general enthusiasm and excitement and appreciation there we are so yeah this this the the first eruption happened yeah about two and a half weeks before the end of this program and this was sort of something that i've been building towards and you know had a lot of i don't know just put a lot of energy into but that's the case with everything that i do i can't help it i do the most and i'm really trying to undo that need to overdo it many of you following my journey <laughs> will probably know that about me i'm hashtag working on it always always will be um in general maybe we can replace that word work though with something else i don't know what do you think i touched on that a bit in a video recently did you practice with me if you're interested uh somatic movement video that i put up on my youtube channel and just this idea that you know we get to reframe the idea of work and this is kind of what i'm trying to circle around to in a really rambly roundabout fashion um again if you've just met me hi sorry this is it the swirls and the cycles and the looping and the exploring is just part of the process um always hashtag in process um never in that kind of binary lodged uh completeness <laughs> always just uh, a bit scrappy scruffy thinking about it chewing it over having conversations about it <laughs> exploring how it feels changing my mind because uh you know in case you needed the reminder my friends it's absolutely okay and in fact a great thing to be able to change your mind about something hashtag growth okay i'm gonna stop with the hashtags okay we're over that darling i don't know what what are we over let me get back to the point vincy st vincent and the grenadines and la soufrie the eruptions that have been ongoing and devastating and just heart-wrenching i'm just really feeling that right now in my heart like the <sighs> i'm trying not to run from that grief i think is what it is i'm trying to name my feelings um do you do that i'm always uh struggling with it hence why i called my radio show feelings because i find it much easier to 
yeah, to use music or other tools to um, explore my feelings as opposed to finding that anchor of a word or words to, to describe what it is that's there. So yeah, I'm really trying to not stray when I notice that wave of feeling. So yeah, the grief, the grief, the longing and the pining and the, the, the loss, the amazement at what's been happening in St. Vincent and the Grenadines, the amazement at the people, um, the beauty in those grassroots community people, groups. It's been incredible to watch. Um, the helplessness I feel in like, okay, fundraising now, what, what am I really doing? What, how can I really help? The irritation that's there at me. <laughs> yeah, I was supposed to be in St. Vincent this winter last winter, this winter, last year, you probably know this, right? I don't know if you know this, but um, February 2020, I turned 40 and was so excited about it. it was finally, I've been trying to get to the Caribbean, back to the Caribbean for years, and it just hasn't worked out. It just hasn't, like, with work stuff, um, finances, just trying my hardest to make it happen. And in 2020, it was set up. It was just amazing. I was going to be starting in Grenada. Shout out to my Grenada fam. Friends I've met along the way through the internet. Thank goodness. I'm grateful for you. Um, starting in Grenada. Um, for, yeah, like to connect with those people to be yeah in space with the maximum enjoyment and also some work projects there which amazingly which amazingly came up and um and then the plan was to go on to vinci which is if you're not sure of the geography um grenada's south of st vincent and the grenadines so it's the kind of next island down um so yeah i was supposed to be in vinci and trying out living there at least for the winter to see if that was a possibility to make work so the the with the long-term goal of um during the kind of spring summer in europe that i would be doing the tours like continuing the work collaborations with shettle um touring our projects basically norway uk beyond um yeah like so having the focus here spring summer and then autumn winter just going back and it's for a variety of reasons that I wanted to do that most of all the navel string that was the main kind of calling the call back home um although I have multiple homes but you know the home where maybe for a while it would be nice to not feel so unsafe in the land that I'm living um so that and also yeah like my health as well uh you might know have an autoimmune disorder and you know the the cold weather and so on is not brilliant for it so multiple reasons i wanted to get to go back so yeah 
obviously this happening when it did is just yeah there's so many kind of feelings and sensations that are coming up so yeah loss grief all of those things feeling the feelings i use the feelings wheel too by the way in case some of you listening are exploring your feelings but also find it challenging we're in a feelings club yeah um there's one on my blog i will link it for you in the show notes in case it's useful but yeah try not to run from feelings so all of that to say i'm here (laughs) i've been lucky enough to do a few different trainings online during the pandemic i mean there's a whole conversation here about responsibility in being a teacher of whatever kind of thing you're teaching and continuing your learning um, however you can Um, but also the very real and very much felt sense at least in my own experience of that being impossible to um, afford that it's very often can be so expensive and you know I mean teaching yoga now for about 11 years yeah there's a lot of stories there there's a lot some of them I've spoken about or written about as you know but yeah it's been it's been really hard and so at the same time that it's hard I've also continuously self-studied so there's always a way I guess is what my point is here that I'm not trying to like lecture or say one should always keep your studies up but I just think in a kind of sense of like your own sort of personal feeling of feeling supported or um, curious offering that curiosity somewhere to chew something to chew on self-study is I mean it's it's really helped me over the years especially in those times when I couldn't afford to to do training or continue training um there's we're always learning right and I and I also want to speak on or you know note the very real kind of capitalist white supremacist sort of ways of I don't even like saying the west because I don't see it as the west but you know um I don't really like saying dominant culture either I don't really have the language for it but however you see it the west or this kind of um I think it's it's capitalism really you know at the heart of it capitalism likes to rank and it likes things like binary it likes things in boxes it likes you to have um, a system of doing something that fits into the system that it upholds and usually that system is incredibly racist sexist transphobic ableist and and leaves out most of the people in this world you know from ever being able to I don't even want to say this but you know fit in because who wants to fit in not I not into that kind of system thank you very much but at the same time we're in it born into it living in it gotta gotta kind of somehow wangle away to lessen the tension of it yeah that was a bee hello Mr B on his merry way standing by the bluebells now just to get some moral support for this because i feel it's it's really important for me to note note this i often don't like saying that phrase really important to it sounds a bit snooty like i'm trying to tell you what to do which i'm absolutely not but yeah it's very real 
capitalism is very real it wants you to kind of do all the courses get all the certificates and show and show and tell people what you've acquired it's all about consumption right it's getting through a to z ticking the box doesn't matter if it went in doesn't matter if you understood it or not our systems are set up for this this is our education system right the mainstream education system this is our systems of work and organization in the world and it's just so dry my god there's no succulents right (laughs) there's no seasoning it is dire and so hence why I want to speak on it because particularly when I'm saying like that I've been you know continuing with studies during lockdown and so on and um, whether that's self-studies and the more kind of organized studies and the kind of on the fringes radical sort of offshoots of like trying to find ways where we can be in community and um, realistically challenge the oppressive systems that exist but in ways that feel free and sumptuous yeah and so halfway through part of this training and little pup going past Bruno's in the park halfway through this training and there's like the rest that's left is kind of self-study um which I really enjoy like I don't know maybe that's just me I'm like an only child and spent a lot of time in my life alone (laughs) in more ways than one um from a really really young age and so I don't know maybe that is just it feels like a a comfortable place for me to be just yeah and so at this point where there is a little bit of breathing space the the end of that program happened I I tried to as best as I could turn what I was doing into um uh, or like offer fundraising options to the things that I was doing so that I could try to you know collect um yeah funds from here to send to the people on the ground and submit some of the grenadines thank you to everybody who contributed so so grateful i'll also i've been meaning to do this but there just hasn't been time um but i will put a blog post up of places and people you can um look to for more information whether that's for donations whether that's just to see what's actually going on and be able to share and spread the word and raise awareness because this 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 um ongoing volcanic eruption the consequences of this will be felt for a really long time you know i'm i'm really interested at the moment in in what's happening with the the farming community on the island it's it's amazing but it's also very tragic because from what i understand so far it's going to be at least an, a year and a half of their crops being affected so if you think about St Vincent and Grenadines it's a super fertile island in the long term this eruption is going to make the island even more fertile so there is some hope in that but at the same time you can imagine all of the crops just destroyed um yeah there's a lot a, a lot of like there's a lot going on so it's it's going to be the long haul and I'm also still um, speaking with various people about 
what can be done um, to support this 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 long term yeah um, ongoing need for help and so yeah I will obviously update you um, if you're interested so all of this to say this was going on during a time where I guess I packed a bit too much in anyway so I guess it feels extra intense and so um, when I put too much on my plate there's often a sense of feeling I just can't do it in the everything in the way that I want to and the best I absolutely can as in I feel helpless about what I can do with St Vincent. I don't feel I'm doing enough. Um, I wanted to continue community classes and I just... I'm, I'm thinking about it, actually. I mean, I, I will. I'm just not sure of the date yet, but I hoped to have that clear by now. But I've just needed to put whatever bit of energy left into, you know, keeping the things, the plates that are currently in the air going with Vincy, but also needing to have energy for the social part of studying my goodness does anyone else find that hard wow I find it really really hard that kind of the emotional toll of the the socializing with yeah with yoga teachers sorry if you're a yoga teacher I'm just I don't love being in a room with a lot of yoga teachers I don't I'm sorry (laughs) I'm just gonna say it I'm gonna lay it out there and yeah it's just you know just a particular approach to um the scarcity mindset which yeah it's just not appealing again it's not very succulent it doesn't feel very seasoned it's kind of very much a part of that yeah capitalist white supremacist system of needing there to be a rank needing to have a lot of likes needing to um teach all the classes and tell someone how many hours you've taught in your lifetime and be in competition with people and like needing to do something in the right way and you know I you know how I feel about this do you know how I feel about this have I not been explicit enough there's a lot to say but I'm just going to park that there because I feel my heart rate going up a little bit in just I don't know what, what is that let me pause for a feeling exasperation is that a feeling i don't know if exasperation do you ever get confused with feelings and emotions i do so i'm again i'm working on it um exasperation irritation annoyance uh weariness exhaustion um anger uh sadness sadness i think is at the root sadness to be trying to i was going to say fight this system which might sound aggressive, but that's how it's felt. It's felt like a battle of just trying to, trying to offer what I'm offering and celebrate, you know, everyone doing things in their own way, but at the same time, not feeling comfortable to do that when shame is used as a technique or methods of harm are excluding folks and yeah, doing damage. But hey, you know, I don't want to please anyone but I'm just trying to, yeah, be mindful of the, the spaces that where I'm at. But at the same time, it causes tension because in order to arguably create change, you sort of have to dwell in some of those areas. But I just have no interest. I don't. I've tried and I think that's it. I've really tried. I've been 
in yoga land for a really long time now i guess it relative to my age i have witnessed and experienced a lot of harm the main reason i became a yoga teacher really was because i didn't see many people like me where i was and i wanted to offer people tools to help them feel more themselves to help them to i said help just sounds a bit naff and limp doesn't it i wanted to offer tools to that people could take or leave to use to yeah feel more free to be themselves you know and you know i'm just that's the only reason you know that i stay and it's the only reason that during a training like this that i would leave my camera on i hate being on camera but you know what i mean <laughs> I don't know if you know this about me. I hate it. I hate it. But I do it because I know that for me, when I see someone who looks like me in those spaces where I'm inverted comma quotes, air quotes, where I'm not supposed to be, when I see someone like that, I feel like, hmm, there's a bit more space for me to feel more myself. I can breathe a little bit better, you know, feel a little bit of ease. And it's not even like just who looks, just someone who looks like me. It's that feeling or like someone who has an approach that feels open, that feels free, um, that feels welcoming, um, not, not oppressive, you know. So it's, it's, I'm not talking here about someone who has the same hue of skin as me, right? But that is also important to me you know i want representation i want to see people with disabilities on my screen leading these trainings who are in conversation who are offering their viewpoint but i also don't want harm to come to people who are seen as being on the edges of the mainstream or othered from this dominant culture right which i don't believe in um and i I don't see that dominant culture as center fyi anyway because i think there's room for all of us anyway um i i i want people to feel safe and unfortunately my experience of um being tokenized by dominant culture um was extremely scarring i'm still i'm still like traumatized from it to be honest which is why for 10 years now i've been completely independent you know as in doing things as much as I can (laughs) independently but at the same time we are humans and we are all connected there's no way you can be separate so there is therein lies the tension is there a point coming through here I guess there's a few feel your feelings (laughs) acknowledge that the systems exist and try to feel as free as you can within those systems because you know i don't want to wait till the system is completely dismantled in order to start feeling free and joyful you know i need that now too in order to survive because you know uh yeah in activism i think that's a real challenge the burnout so that let's park that and also yeah in the midpoint of this training reflections are i'm supposed to be having a couple of days off to dream and i feel like working i want to work i am 
too in a pattern of overdoing it to even know what I want to work on. It's like a wall of work just appears. Like I've got to do things. I need to be doing things. I've got to make things for people. I'm letting people down. I need to be constantly producing, putting out, doing, right? <laughs> Sound familiar? It's hard. It's so hard. So it's a call out. I guess that's my point. It's a call out, but also I don't want to add shame to this because I know that so many of you struggle with this too. And I think when we add shame to this kind of challenge that we're experiencing, I'm not sure it's helpful. And I saw that actually in one of these like meetups in this yoga, whatever you want to call it, training. Yeah, Uh, it was actually like a mental group and maybe I'll do a whole other podcast on this but um because I don't want to use names or anything and I'm not trying to shame this person because I know that it came from a place of insecurity but a teacher was trying to (laughs) excited hounds a teacher was trying to kind of inverted commas air quotes shame people into admitting that they were doing a pose wrong because their arms weren't in the place that they like to have their arms does that make any sense you can just take this or leave this but I was pretty I had a lot of rage about it because it's just a symptom of a bigger problem right anyway okie dokie that's a sign I need to move on um had a letter come through today for my um my coronavirus uh what do you call it my vaccine actually goodness me a lot of feelings there wow um shout out to anyone with health anxiety (laughs) i'm laughing because it's just a trauma response okay here we are so i'm finding it hard to not work i want to work i want to do the things i am struggling to not work i'm struggling to dream and i think the point of this takeaway is we need dream space we need ease we need to unfurl and to create space for processing for recovering for resting, for being and undoing. And as much as I offer this kind of, you know, focus, one could say, as much as my work has been so much about rest the last 10, 11 years, so much about undoing or like, oh dear. as much as so much of my work has been about less doing more being it is an everyday working pro uh, can we replace work it's an everyday process <laughs> so things i'm doing to help with this feeling this relentless feeling of i need to work morning pages morning pages morning pages they're the first thing to go when things get really tight and I've really missed like the last week or so it's been hard to fit in like anything beyond a couple of sentences but I would really really encourage morning pages if that's a good outlet for you nature (laughs) I know when you're tired going outside is like you know maybe not the best thing so perhaps just get to a window or something um i think those bed days are also really helpful but i do understand when your brain is going off like i've got to do i've got to do there can be a real kind of sense of i've been in bed all day but i actually feel less rested so i think a bit of movement a bit of exercise you know little really gentle walk you know what i mean and 
I would also add just a little bit of connective tissue work. I was doing a little bit of like ear massaging yesterday, like massaging around my, my ears and like my jaw, like uh, that sort of area. Just a little bit of like self-touch and um, connective tissue work, like a couple of minutes. See how you feel. If you're not sure where to go with that, I've got a few really short videos on YouTube, which, you know, could be helpful, like some neck release stuff, some massaging with a tennis ball, that kind of thing. Um, see how that goes for you. I'll try and remember to link those in the show notes, but I hope there's been a takeaway here for you, for those of you that are also hashtag working on it. Embrace the journey, my friends. This is part of the process too. Even noticing that you've got that desire that need to keep going even though it's clear that you need a bit of time to rest and recalibrate that's a big deal particularly if you're used to overriding your system and just going ham you know what I mean so let's embrace that okay the dogs have decided this is the end and so I must depart my friends from the roses that are almost almost they're like buds but they're like they're telling me their time is coming can't wait to broadcast to you live from the roses i bid you adieu farewell my friends have a good one take care of you and thanks for listening